RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena and Bolt crash through the fog-filled city to the safety of the Spire, taking a red-eyed prisoner and leaving bodies in their wake. Proctor Reitz and Delegate Rasmus deploy Athena to the giant fans to ensure they blow the toxic mist away from the city. Athena leaps off the spire in pursuit of a fleeing traitor. Athena, as you swan dive off into the night, I would like to grant you conviction. Oh, for what? I think a combination of just the entire last episode, like you managed to... That's very brave. You, you managed to make it from the Lotus back to safety without anything too catastrophically bad happening. I also liked you surprised me because I did not expect you to go back for Lepaco. So I expected Athena to jump off and chase that other person. So because Athena would know that she was like abandoning a possible lead to go help this person she doesn't like i'm treating that as partway between a great victory and a great failure well so thank you either way i think you played to athena's convictions let's say well here's the thing athena would never leave behind a person even if she doesn't like them you know they're on the same team probably yeah maybe i mean this would be a perfect place to kill her though probably would have been and you did just see him fighting against these other people Guess we'll find out. So we open on the shot of Athena diving. Do you, do you just jump off or are you doing a running leap? In order to get to the western wall, she needs to take a running leap to get her uh, momentum up to speed. Mm-hmm. So one thing we haven't really hashed out the particulars of, and I'm not particularly interested in doing it right now, is uh, how tall the spire is. It, it does you know, connect with the ceiling of the cavern. It's the tallest structure in Caldonix and how, you know, wide the city is. So basically how far it is from the spire to the western wall and how high up in the air you are, because based on how fast you're going to go in a wingsuit, I thought about this before. It seems highly unlikely that you would not be able to reach the western wall. Right. So I well, think you're... I think we, we did talk about this in the car one time. Okay. And we thought that we would just tone down the... Speed. The, yeah, the speed. Because it's probably not safe to be rocketing around a city with buildings at that speed. So maybe there's something built into the wingsuits that dampen speed while keeping the trajectory. You know I what like, I mean? Yeah, I like that. Um, As far as... Maybe it's the quarry webbing. Yeah, as far as the, like, the buildings between the spire and the western wall, because the spire is the tallest building and you're jumping off like the tallest possible point that you can from there, mm-hmm. you're probably going to go over a lot of buildings before they start becoming a problem so like i don't know how far you would make it before like the buildings start becoming an issue so the air up here is cleaner 
but you can still smell the smoke. Well, you have the you have the ventilator on, so I guess so maybe you don't smell anything at all. Yeah. I guess that so the air is clear. It looks dirty, but it smells clear to you. But there is still that strange crystalline clarity, something in the air hmm. that even through the rebreather you can still detect. This is something's wrong. Okay, so I would like you to first make me a notice at minus eight. Minus eight, minus you eight. say? This That's... is just to start everything out. Minus eight. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, how's about... That puts me at a negative five. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then I would like you to make me a piloting roll. Mm, bad. Negative three. Uh, and did you make your piloting roll? I did. I'm going to need to Benny it. Okay. Wasn't very good. Go ahead. Just like as just to remind you, like if you fail your piloting roll, that doesn't mean you plummet out of the sky to your death or I didn't anything. I know that. If you don't want to re-roll, it's fine. I like, don't really want to. So he- here's the thing. Here is how I'm choosing to treat this right now. So piloting is your ability to deftly and accurately maneuver yourself while you're using your wingsuit, right? So Athena clearly knows how to use a wingsuit. Yeah. So it's not as though every time you're going to jump out and then if you fail a roll, you're just going to plummet and and die instantly. Right. Um, I don't think that's dramatically interesting. I don't think that's dramatically... It doesn't seem very realistic to me that you would only have that like one chance to not do it. So what that says to me more is that you're having trouble maneuvering in the air, trying to do what it is you're doing. So it could mean... it's so foggy. Could be because it's so foggy. It could be because everything happening around you. It just means that you haven't made progress towards what you're trying to do. So maybe you didn't go as far as you wanted to. Maybe it'll take you longer. Maybe I lost altitude quicker than I wanted. Maybe. So we'll see. So this this situation is going to be partly a dramatic task. Okay. It's, it's a couple things rolled into one, and I'm not going to fully explain it That's okay. as we're going. So I'll, I'll keep track of everything. You're good. Well, good thing I've already failed two things. Yes. Okay, Athena, uh, this time I would like you to roll me notice at minus two. Okay. Hot damn. That's a 10. That's a 10. That's a success with a raise. You're gliding through the air and you're trying to orient yourself to go, you know, straight to where you know the maintenance deck to be. High along the western wall, right along the tracks of the highway, the rail line that runs past the the upper city. The tracks are up and there is some fancy dining and entertainment sort of along the wall Mm -hmm. far to the north, which is not really your destination. You're sort of, I think you're looking for this stretch more than anything. Right. You're doing your best to orient yourself in that direction. And as you're struggling to, you know, maintain your altitude and straighten yourself, there is a flash of panic that sweeps through you. Oh, no. And your muscle memory kicks in and there is a concussive sound far in the distance that sounds like a whisper at first, followed by a hiss. You feel something coming towards you on your left side. shit. And your body is telling you to move. What do you do? I would move. How do you move? What are you doing? Corkscrewing away. Corkscrewing away. I like it. Okay, so make me me another piloting roll. You can redeem yourselves. I know it. Ten. Ten is a success with a raise. Very nice. Okay. So, with that... So yeah, there's this, it's a concussion in the distance that starts as something softer, and then the sound reverberates out, and as this bullet whizzes past your head, you know, you spiral out just as this thing tears through the air past you, and it creates this little sonic boom. Oh, jeez. And as you're uh, corkscrewing, I think, you get just the briefest flash of color behind you, you know, that Lepaco is also following. With your very high danger sense, I think 
you can pretty directly follow like the trajectory of where you think the bullet came from and it is where you're currently going. Okay, I maybe don't want to go right there then. So you, uh, where you're flying right now, your, your altitude is still high enough that you're over most of the buildings. Okay. And you are... So basically what we're going to do right here is dramatic task slash combat where you are moving to here from the spire and you're going to have to tell me what you're doing. You know, if, if you continue piloting, if you're evasive maneuvering, if you're... What, what are you doing? Athena has a new plan. Okay. Athena is not going to aim for the maintenance dock anymore. She's going to aim for the fan blades. The fan blades? Because if you recall, Uh she has these mag boots. Oh, she does. So maybe that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Well, so you're still heading in like the general direction. Yep. I don't think that changes where you're going very much. It basically just means you're aiming a little bit lower. Yeah. I think that's a really a much easier target for you to hit. Probably. It's very big. (laughs) How many fans are there? We're talking like five or six just fucking enormous fans. That's what I assumed. Okay. Just real big. Real honking big. Real chonking fans. (laughs) These are our thick boys. (laughs) Are you just trying to get there as quickly as possible? Yes. Okay. So just straight shotting towards the thing? Probably tougher to hit than a slightly slower maneuvery target. Or is that easier to track? Athena would know. Uh, Make me a smarts roll. It's a three. Both of these strategies seem sound. Excellent. She's going to go very fast. <laughs> yep. Just Okay. I like it. I feel like her arms are basically right at her sides. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be a little bullet. I like it. Just okay. getting there real quick. Okay. Then uh, for your turn, I would like you to make me another piloting roll. This time you can take a plus two. If you're just literally doing the straightest shot you possibly can. Seven. Seven's a success. I think maybe she does a corkscrew to gain speed, but while she's in it, she clicks her feet together to activate her boots. Oh, nice. Doing a doing a Dorothy. Yeah, well, she can't reach him with her hands. Not with that attitude. Probably call, mess up me her. Athena long fingers, because I got some long-ass fingers. <laughs> That's profoundly upsetting. <laughs> you do a corkscrew and smack your arms to your side and just shoot towards that fan like a bullet. There is another concussion from uh, the distance. Mm-hmm. Let's see how we do this time. Okay. The concussion sounds in the distance again, and you don't have quite that same flash of insight because I think danger sense really only helps you right the at the first start, time, yeah. yeah, or to tip you off to something bad to happening, hidden threats, things like that. Yes. Um, this time, this missed you by, by one. By the way, oh, uh, so oh the bullet. Zooms past you, and I think this time it tears some of the material. It just shreds part of your suit, mm. just misses you by a hair. Uh, but you're picking up speed, and you're you're getting closer. So every every round we do this, I'm just going to count it as covering distance. I'm not okay. going to treat it as one round this many feet. I think I'm just going to say it's dependent on your successes. How many successes you get is how fast you get there. Makes sense to me. Lapaco is behind you. Are you still just straight shotting? Uh, how close is she to the wall? At this point. Based on how fast you've gone, I'd say you're probably only like here. Oh, You're, you're God. maybe a quarter of the way. You have one success so far. Yeah, that sounds right. She's going to go real fast. All right, go ahead. Plus two still. Seven. Seven again. Seven yes. is one success. At this point, Athena, you know that you are, you are risking a lot by basically 
flying in a straight line mm-hmm. towards a sniper. This is a ballistic rifle, by the way. Yeah, this is it seems like a heavy it. caliber ballistic rifle. You've seen these it on the surface. Seen- these things can punch a hole in a vehicle. Like these are this is a heavy duty rifle that under no circumstances should have made its way to Caldonics. But it did. This is the kind of shit that if that bullet hits the wrong thing, it's just gonna fuck everything it could, up. It could make something explode very easily. It could make a scene explode very easily. <laughs> <laughs> yup. It could. Well, in flying in a straight line with that bullet, you know, grazing you even closer, I think, Athena, you realize that you are making yourself a sitting duck in doing this. Uh, You're getting there faster, but you're making it easier for them to hit you, too. So this is me telling you that they are getting bonuses to attack you based on that. Okay, here we go. That's That's not good. Oh, that's not good at all. That is going to be a hit. Okay. They rolled an eight. Basically, there's modifiers for how fast you're going. There's modifiers for how far away you are, if you have any kind of obscurement, and if they're aiming or things like that. Based on all of those modifiers, they're currently at um, minus four, and they rolled an eight. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. Seven damage. Well, my toughness is six. Oh boy, okay, wow. So uh, th- this rifle does 2d10 damage, so that was a good roll for Athena. Yep. That was a good roll for Athena. Okay, so you are shaken. Yeah, um, would I be able to unshake? Yeah, it is your turn, so let's uh, go ahead and have you roll to unshake. Now this is a, uh, it's a combat, sort of like a reverse chase dramatic task thing. It's very so, interesting, I so like this I don't, a lot. I'm just sort of like... Frankensteining savage worlds together hey, in a weird pile. I'm having a great time. Well, we'll see. 11 to unshake. You have unshaken. Fantastic. So, so this time, Athena, the shot rings out again. And I think uh, at this point, you've drifted down enough. Mm-hmm. You've gone down enough and far enough across that you're starting, more of that fog and mist is starting to flow up. And this time, the bullet tears through the mist and just makes this like perfect little circle. And then the sonic boom follows it and makes this spiral so of fog cool. that just twists past you. And this one, again, pings off your armor and tears a little hole in it. Mm. You, you feel the impact of this. And and it, sh- it rocks you in midair. You manage to straighten yourself on your path. What would you like to do? I'd like to cast Invisibility. Oh, shit. If I could. Okay, go ahead and cast. So maybe make it a little harder to see. It would make it a lot harder to see. 14. Wow, that's a, a success with a raise. So you go very a, invisible. There's a fun fact. When I get a raise with invisibility, it's a minus six for all rolls to notice yep, me. Yep, that sounds right. So... Oh, good, she's shooting. You're not noticing. That seems legit. Why not? <laughs> I'm just goofing. And uh, hopefully I only need to keep that boy up for a minute. And what does that look like? Okay, so I think since she can't, she doesn't have access to her, her pocket sand right <laughs> now... <laughs> God, I love that. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. I want to give every character some form of pocket sand. They all deserve it. So I think instead of her usual pocket dust, her one bracer dissolves and just corkscrews around her corkscrewing and (laughs) spirals around her real fast. And she just is gone. Oh no. Where'd she go? That means I'll shoot a Lepaco more. It's probably true, (laughs) actually. (laughs) (laughs) You can take this conviction back. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) For my betrayal. Jesus. It was a ruse. All right, so... Um, because you are not, you know, spending your action trying to go faster, uh, I think I'm going to use chase rules and that, you know, you still get to make a roll to see how fast you advance here. So piloting, no, no bonus, just piloting. Five. Five is a success. 
you get winged one time and you cast your invisibility and you feel it take effect and disappear from sight. Maybe as you poof through one of these clouds of fog, you come out, you're gone on the other side, and we just see Lepako flying through after you. And Athena, from from this distance, you can tell. It, it's hard to tell sometimes with the fans because you know some of them move pretty slowly. They are not moving right now. Okay. You're flying towards them. They're just not in operation they currently. They turned them off, those bastards. Used to say. That's why this is so muggy. Oh, this muggy <laughs> November weather gives <laughs> me, me the, the horribles. horribles. As the start of the next round, you are invisible. Nice. And you've gotten a little bit closer, so you are three out of five successes. You're getting pretty close. Okay. At this point, make make me a notice at minus two. Had some good zest on it. Six. Six, okay. So success. You can see where the shooter is. Oh, so there. Good. Let's let's say you're going straight over this line and you're like here. The shooters they're they're basically mounted on the platform near the tracks that is right in front of the normal maintenance entry area. So right. you can see you can't see too much specific, but you can see somebody who's sort of like lying down facing your direction. So you can gotcha. surmise that that's probably them. Athena is gone. Yeah, I think they're probably just gonna shoot at Lepaco. Well, what are you gonna do? You guys are closer, and I'm just—I'm not rolling individually for Lepaco. He's—he's he's just been following you up to this point. So I figured. In terms of how far away he is. I really funny. like the the webbing, the Cory webbing for his fly with his his extra legs. Oh yeah, yeah. His I yar, think that's very cool. Yeah, so his yar legs are extended out with the the webbing between each tine of his. Probably makes him a, an easy target with all the glowing. Mm-hmm, he does. He will not get the obscurement bonus from the fog now that you guys are in the fog. Well. All right, this is a minus two. Oh, that's a one and a two. Oh. So you you hear the another shot echo out. Well, Lepaco is kind of behind you, so I mm. guess you don't see anything, but you don't hear anything either. He could probably follow my trail though, like Let's as see. I as I'm cutting through the fog, you know. I I do know. I'm gonna roll to see if he has the wherewithal to do that. That's a two and a three. I'm treating Lepaco as a wild card, which means he has two bennies. I'm going to allow you to choose when and how to use his bennies Excellent. As, as your temporary companion here. So if you would like him to Benny that, he will. Otherwise, he does not know exactly where you are. Yeah, Benny that one. Uh, ooh, okay. It's an 11. Benny well spent. So yeah, I think, uh, I think with a roll that high, I think he will be able to follow your trail until you get there. So okay, I don't, I don't cool. think he's going to lose your, your thread. Nice. nice. Even with a minus six, he'd be able to see you. Oh. He rolled an 11. He's, uh, oh, yeah, fuck. he's, he's, he's just got a beat on you. <laughs> You'll never escape me today. God, a shiver runs down her spine. All right, so we're going into round five. You have three out of your five successes. Okay, I would like another one. Let's see. Are you just doing a straight shot? You're invisible right now. I'm so. invisible, so I feel like it would be most advantageous for me to keep taking advantage of that. Bad. I would like to Benny that. Did you add your plus two? For going fast. Ah, good. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. Today, Athena is the victor. <laughs> mm, yes. You know, it, what's fun is that I was about to say my head cannon, but like this is our this thing, is our so cannon. it's literally just cannon. I think Athena's bad at math too. And Lepaco is following you through the mists. All right, this close. This is the the best shot they're gonna have. No oh boy. This is at no penalty and no bonus. Let's see how Lepaco does. I'm gonna spend a Benny on that. Your GM Benny. Yeah. Uh, five. Okay, so that's a success. Oh. 
Seven and a one is eight. What's his deal? I think he's got average toughness, so he's probably got a D6 vigor. He doesn't have a wingsuit, so I think he does have like the better yeah, armor. He, he doesn't would. need a wingsuit, so How plus much, four. So plus four for plus, the regulator. The wingsuit regular one is plus. Regulator. Yeah, the wingsuit is plus two, plus right? Two, I yeah. think standard armor is plus four. That's what I decided. Think about sci-fi settings. If we're going off of like the sci-fi companion and what's in the book, it's usually inflated numbers. And part of the creed of Savage Worlds is don't overcomplicate things unless you have to. Yeah. So in a setting where for sci-fi, having those higher numbers is sort of like a bar to measure it against other settings. But if within the setting, you know, we don't need to compare it to all that other stuff. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's like super duper high numbers, if it could still just be really good. So it's my ramble. All right. So that means that his overall toughness with his armor is nine. This does have, I think, four or five points of armor piercing. So oh, I will not geez. count that. But that just means he's shaken. So okay. eight damage over five toughness. You see here that I think it pings off of the energy on his wing, oh, his neat. makeshift wings right now and spirals him around, but he, just like you, manages to corkscrew and follow behind you. Apparently he's a pro. Maybe. Athena, what are you going to do? You are you are almost there. You can see the fan. Oh, going fast. Yeah. Well, actually, she doesn't want to go too fast because... She doesn't want to clang on the fan blade too loud okay. to tip off the sniper. Gotcha. Or she could just fly right through him. She could. I don't think Athena has any reason to know exactly what the internal layout is. Right. I don't think there was time to do that research. I don't think you've ever been here before. No. So at the very least, you would have like a rudimentary knowledge. If you want, go ahead and roll common knowledge at minus four because it's not really common knowledge, but that's what we're going to use for it. Zero. Okay, so you maybe have an understand like this is a fan and it moves really slowly, so you can fly into it if you want. But you're reasonably sure that you're not gonna like fly in and get chopped to pieces because it's just the giant fan blade. That's all. Right. So aside from that, you're not sure what to expect. I think, but I think you would know. I'm not gonna make you roll to know this. Uh, you're far enough away, so we're still requiring one success to get there. Means if you do it this turn, you'll get there. If you don't do it this turn, you'll get there next turn. So you're far enough away that you might make it, you might not make it. If you're trying to dampen the sound, that's going to cost you something. That's going to mean you have to do. slow down. So. I know what I want to do. Okay. I want to keep going towards the guy laying down, mm -hmm. and I want to stomp him. Excellent. I'm just going to go real fast that's, into okay. him. Okay, all right. You're trying to, like, tackle this person, basically? Oh, so what she's going to attempt to do uh -huh. is do a somersault in midair to slow herself down and like have her god, wings go so out cool. yeah oh god okay. and then so feet first just like maybe right into his face fuck that's so cool that's what she's trying that's to do that's awesome okay godspeed athena okay so for i guess this, we'll see if it works so for this make me a piloting roll so this is this is actually i don't know if i want to make you multi-action on this or not but because you're still one away, I think you do need to because you have to close that distance. Right. So, so piloting So first. it's going to be piloting. You're not going super fast. Then it'll be at minus two. If you are going super fast, it'll wash because you're multi-actioning. Okay. And the second action is going to be probably just fighting. Okay. Trying to okay. attack them. So first one is just a wash. First one is a, a, a wash. It's a neutral piloting roll to see if you can close it. I'm going to roll my piloting. Godspeed. Oh, also, I'm going to give you a Benny because this is just a really fucking cool idea, yeah? and I hope it works. Oh, me too. Well, I got an eight. Oh, that's the success of the raise. So you, okay. So um, <laughs> with a raise, 
that means you you not only got there, but you got there real fast. But because you don't need any additional speed, I think that means you perfectly pulled off your maneuver for wanting to slow things down. And I'm gonna say it negates the multi-action penalty. Oh, so just cool. do the do the fighting roll. <sighs> and uh, if you hit with this, I'll give you some nice bonus damage because you're <laughs> okay. literally just smashing into somebody. At like, a high velocity so, yeah, the, the velo- and a bolt speed. All right, before you roll it. I th- hoped his body would cushion her fall. God, okay. Um, Gets a bone right to her leg. So you're, and you're also still invisible. Yeah. So. Whatever you want to do is. No, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the logistics of how this is going to work because they're, they're currently prone, like with a sniper rifle. So they're lying on the ground, which is going to make it harder for you to accurately hit them mm-hmm. unless they were to stand up or something. If they stood Doubt up. they would. Right. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll to see if they notice you flying at them. Because if they see you flying at them, they're probably going to try to stand up and beat it. So let's let's see here. So that's at a minus six. Oh my god, okay. No, they do not notice you. So they're, they are still prone. Are you trying to come at them from the front or are you trying to like go down on top of them? Oh, from the front. Okay. So yep. <laughs> oh god. Okay. You got a raise on your piloting roll, which means you got here and you did what you wanted to. So I think you've accurately reduced your speed to the point that it'll help you and maybe not hurt you that much. So go ahead and uh, roll your fighting and I'll arbitrate from there. Five. Five. Okay. I think given that they are prone on the ground, that is going to be sufficient. So go ahead and roll. It's an unarmed attack if you're just hitting them. With my metal boots. Ooh, okay. Okay. Actually, I don't know how much Athena weighs, because she's six foot. She's a pole, but I figure she has to have a little bit of muscle to her. With her being taller, and she's got a little bit of muscle, but not super muscly, she's probably between 150 and 170. Okay. Whatever you want her to be there. It's an armed attack. It's a steel boot. I'm cool. I'll give you a D4 for the steel boot, so it's going to be your strength plus one D4. I'm going to give you a bonus D6 just because of the velocity at which you're coming. D6, D6, D4, I guess? Yep. Yeah. All right. Woof. I'm bennying it. Oh, man. Could hardly have been worse. Yeah. But thank you for that, Benny. Yeah. Redeem yourselves. Ten. Ten damage? Ten damage. Yeah, it's definitely going to come. Let me write that one down. That will cause one wound, which I am not going to soak because I think it's more interesting this way. Cool. Yeah, so you fly in. uh, You do this flip kick. Mm -hmm. Would you like to describe your kick again? Uh, So she's got her arms by her sides, and then she does a a tumble in the air, a little somersault, and extends her arms outwards to make the wings catch more to slow her down. Mm -hmm. And she's just like a diagonal straight line of woman into this person's face with her metal boots like making contact first i'm imagining on this catwalk type thing so the doors behind them and the tracks are in front of them so it's sort of like a side alcove yeah. that you could use to get off into the maintenance area makes sense to me and i think they were posted there i said they were prone and i think that's okay but maybe at this point they've gotten up onto one knee and their mm. rifle is perched on top of a maybe a box or something that's just there so you just fly in straight and ooh can the box explode oh you kick through the box and it just lessens the blow a little bit but splinters go flying in every direction and you hear this crunch as you hit them in the chest and uh, you can't hear anything but they do fly backwards their feet leave the ground and they smash into the the wall behind them and then fall down onto one knee and catch themselves and uh, Lepaco comes in hot behind you 
and he lands. There's no way he didn't see that. No, he definitely (laughs) saw that. You're still invisible, though. Yep. So he and he saw you this whole time. So he lands nearby, and what is he gonna do? Can't escape me, Deirdre. Lepaco lands basically right beside where you were, and he puts his yara legs up. They still have that energy film between them, mm-hmm. and they go up and out and sort of spread out, sort of sort of like a peacock, yeah. I guess. And he says, "Cover your eyes, Sedaris." Does she? She does. There are just these pops and flashes of light from like the netting, the webbing aimed at this other person, and it's just like a concussive kind of like a flashbang it's just there's sound and light and it's just but it's focused on this one person uh and he casts stun cool and that person needs to make a vigor roll at minus two with a raise and they fail so they are stunned you know what i just realized no how good athena and lopaka would be a good cop bad cop oh my god Right? Stunned characters are distracted as long as they're stunned, so they get minus two. They fall prone or to their knees, so already on their knees right now. Uh, They can't move or take any actions. They don't count towards the gang up bonus, and they're subject to the drop. And at the start of their turn, they make a vigor roll. Success means they're no longer stunned, but distracted and vulnerable. Uh, And this is where we're going to draw initiative. Okay. All right, you ready? Yes. Athena, six of clubs. Lepaco, Ace of Clubs, a uh, stunned person, Seven of Hearts. Well, what are you going to do? So Lepaco, he takes a couple of steps forward and sort of to the side of the person, but does not advance on them, and he's going to hold his action. Okay. And he says, well, it's your show, Sedaris. And belay his action, and then it is their turn, so they need to make some vigor roll. All right, so they got a four, a success on their vigor roll, which means they are no longer stunned, but they remain distracted and vulnerable. So they still get minus two to what they do. They still have plus two against them, but they're no longer subject to the drop, and they're aware of what's going on. Okay. Which means they can also act. Oh, they did unshake. Oh, they did unshake? Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) You know, Lepaco's kind of taking his time, just like walks over there. Mm -hmm. This person shakes their head, looks up and sees both of you, shoves themselves to their feet, and pulls out a submachine gun. Mm -hmm. Seems right. Slung over their shoulder, just spins it around. And you were the one that hit them. They didn't see you coming. They see Lepaco there. Lepaco just stunned them. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just going to be a... uh, A shooting... Yeah, like I think Lepaco? that I, I think they're just gonna empty the clip like in the area because they know that you're here too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they saw Lepaco flying, and then they got hit by something. So they know that Lepaco was not the one that was hitting them, and they saw you disappear. So they know you're here somewhere, maybe, right. but they don't know where you are. So here we go. Finally, get to use all these D10s. Okay. One at you and two at Lepaco. What's your uh, toughness again? Six. Uh, so the first one was a 17. Oh my god! Okay, so the, the way that uh, rapid fire weapons work, like automatic weapons, so weapons right. are categorized by their rate of fire. This is a submachine gun, which has a rate of fire of three. Mm-hmm. When you fire a weapon that has a rate of fire greater than one, basically you add a shooting die for each additional increment of rate of fire. Oh my so this God. has rate of fire three. When it would normally roll, it would roll the shooting die, in this case a D10, plus the wild die. Right. Add another one, you're rolling two D10 and the wild die. Add another one, and you're rolling three D10 and the wild die. So there's more than three bullets being shot, but it's effectively three different attacks off of one action. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I did just forget that uh, with the rate of fire increase, you get a penalty of minus two to the attack. But the good news is that was the attack, not the damage. (laughs) So the only bullet that actually hit was you. So oh, the, good. Other, the other two ping off of Lepaco, but one of them does somehow find its way to hit you. Know you know what? Sure. So SMG damage is 2d6 with a raise, it's 3d6. So this is. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Oh, Pickle, don't keep rolling Ten, that. Uh, that's 15 damage. Uh, there is no armor piercing, so whatever your total toughness is counts here. Six. Six is your total toughness. Oof. So that's going to be two wounds. Yeah. Would you like to try to soak? Yes, I would. Okay. How many bennies do you get? Three. And, well, two now. That's still pretty good. That's just a vigor roll, right? It is just a vigor roll. Good. Eight. That's a success with a raise, which means you negate all of that damage. Yes! That's awesome. It's okay. all coming up, Athena. It, it's going pretty well so far. It's going all okay. things considered. That was a huge hit off of a rando yeah. attack that shouldn't have hit you in the first should place. should not have. At a minus six penalty. But here we are. Or minus eight penalty. What if it pings off of her circlet? I like that. Because it would have been devastating otherwise. Yeah, so this person uh, pulls the SMG around on the shoulder strap and levels it down and just holds the trigger and starts to fan it out just in a little cone in front Mm -hmm. of them. The muzzle flashes are bright with every shot. You can hear the ballistics echoing around the cave around you. One of them pings off of your metal circlet and... Do you not have a mask on right now? Or do you not have a helmet or anything? When she's doing the wingsuit stuff, she has goggles. Okay, but gotcha. that's all that the wingsuits come equipped with besides... You know, I mean, she has a respirator on too, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. technically it look would look like a full mask, but it doesn't it, quite reach the circlet. Yeah. yeah, I got that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, one of them ricochets off of your uh, your circlet, throwing you completely off guard. And you look over as they're, you know, spraying these bullets. Lepaco just has his claw-like mandibles shielding him and it's just sparks are being thrown off of the energy as the bullets bounce and they are going to try to run to the door leading inside so i think i think their movement will get them there and their free interaction will throw the door open but Mm -hmm. they won't really be able to go inside gotcha as they're sort of like firing at you as they go i would like to use my adventure card it's called surprise surprise hey how'd you do that that's what it says Pay a Benny to search through the remaining adventure deck and take any one card of your choice. So I'm going to pay a Benny. That's effectively the best card you can get. It's real good. That's pretty awesome. Enjoy. Well, I picked out a card. It's a good one. I guess you don't need to tell me what it is. I don't. All right. uh, So so it is now Athena's turn and you have your new adventure card. I do. Yes. All right. I have my two adventure cards and one Benny. Let's see how it goes. I think she is just going to cast a bolt at him. Okay. As he's fleeing in the door. Five. Five is a success. Go ahead and roll damage. 2d6. Eight. Eight is enough to shake them, but they will not take a wound. Uh, She's going to run forward and try to follow him. You can basically put yourself right next to them. Uh, What kind of a bolt are you shooting at them? Lightning. So as they're uh, as they're backing away, I imagine they they wrench the door open just as you're shooting this bolt at them, and it hits squarely on the metal of the door, oh. but just goes right past them. What are you gonna do? Or maybe some of the some of the lightning hits them in the shoulder and just ripples over their shoulder into mm. the door. That'll and do. Kind of shrug it off. So they are shaken. Let's go to the next round. Athena, four of clubs. Oh boy. Opaco, two of diamonds. That person, nine of spades. Oh, fuck. Okay. And you are still invisible. Mm-hmm. How, how how long ago did you cast that? What? I don't know how long it took me to fly. Oh, I, I was kind of treating it as like 
one round each. It wasn't a one-to-one -one on combat, so... It was like three rounds I, ago, I guess? I think at this point, if you want to maintain it, you're going to have to start paying power points. Eh, I'll turn it off. You're going to let it go? Yeah, I think all the metal comes back from going around her right back onto her wrist. Athena's going to recall her bracer dust directly into a shield. So maybe that's happening while you're shooting the bolt. So you just I think that's what distracts her, maybe. Yeah. So now you're right in front of them. Mm-hmm. They've unshaken. Surprise, surprise. They can't shoot you in melee with the SMG because it's it's too big of a gun. Okay. But what they're so from where you're standing right here, you can see inside, and it is just a dark hallway with like a single low light fixture in the middle, gotcha. and it goes straight back, and you can't really see anything else because you don't have any kind of dark vision. They're gonna continue moving deeper into the tunnel, which is going to provoke a free attack, an opportunity Ooh. attack. Well, I would love to... I do have my shield out. Okay. I'd love to just whack this person with it. Okay. As an opportunity attack. Sure. That's a 17 that, to hit. That will be a hit with a raise, believe it or not. Uh, and so the damage for a shield... It's 1d4. 1D4. So it's going to be your strength plus 1d4 plus 1d6 for your raise. So strength plus... And this is, this is like a normal size shield? Yeah, just so. a medium shield. Alright, so plus two to your parry while you have it. 21 damage. Holy shit. 21 damage? Yep. Oh my god, they're already at one wound. Their toughness is six because they're also in a wingsuit, so you said 21? 21. Okay, so uh, the threshold was 18, was three wounds. They have one wound, yeah. so this will knock them out if they can't soak, which they will try to soak. Yeah. So here goes... Oh, they have a minus one. That doesn't work. Uh, here's your last penny. Oh, they got a five. Uh, five minus one is four. So that's one success, which means they take two wounds, which means they're at three wounds yep. and they're standing. So. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So what does this look like? I think she does a twirl around the open door and cracks into their center mass and gets some ribs. Ooh. Just with a crunch. Oh, yeah. There's just this sickening crunch as you hit them. Maybe you splinter part of their arm that's holding the SMG and they stumble backwards through the door as they're moving away from you. Not nearly as smooth as they intended it to be. They do level the SMG directly at you in the doorway and just open fire. I do have my shield up. You do. Uh, so I'm Which is minus two cover. So what's going to happen now is this person is going to multi-action mm -hmm. but they're going to use both of their actions to open fire at their full rate of fire. Okay. So this this is with me their wound penalties with their as wound well. penalties as well. well. So the rate of fire like the recoil from rate of fire adds minus 2 penalty to every shot in that burst. That's one action. So then there's going to be a second action that does that. So the recoil penalties don't stack together. Okay. But it is a multi-action, so they get further minus two. So basically, both of these salvos are already going to be at minus four, and then they get their wound penalty of three on top of that. So every shot is going to be at minus seven, but they are shooting them all at you. Yep. Roll so these bastards. We're going to try this. Roll them. And when you roll higher rate of fire like this, you do get your wild die, and your wild die can replace one of the D10s. Well, they have a D10, but... Okay. So instead of rolling, like, your fighting plus one, you'd be rolling three fightings plus one, and you can use your plus one to replace any of those three. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so salvo number one at minus seven. Ooh, that one aced. <laughs> okay, so negative four, negative four, negative one, and seven. Ah. So that one is going to be a hit, yeah, but, with no, but with no raise. 
Oh wait, no, I didn't apply your cover bonus of oh. minus two. Oh. So five. So that one. So it's actually at minus nine for all <laughs> of these. Jesus. So one of them hits one. on that. So second salvo at minus nine. All right, nothing on that one. All right, so one bullet hits you with no raise. <laughs> oh, oh. Fuck, I already used all of their bennies. I wish you had a benny. I do. Uh, I wish I could get one. They got, they got a one and a two. Oh. So, you, so oh. three damage. So yeah, Athena, I think you you have struck them so hard with that shield blow and you stumbled. They stumbled back and they're just holding the trigger and trying to keep it pointed at the door frame where you are and the bullets are just ricocheting all around you. I think we get a point of view shot from them, like a first person point of view shot. And there's just the muzzle in front of the camera flashing and shooting at the doorway and we see the sparks of all these pings of the bullets in the darkness around you. I'm almost see imagining Athena. she's got the shield right up to the gun about. Yeah, they're just holding it there and it's just pew, 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 and it's just bouncing off of everything Oof. as you slowly it's advance so forward. Loud. Yo, it's, it's so loud. It's extremely loud. It's deafening in here. Rat-a-tat-tat. Athena, it is your turn. So you have your shield up. This person is uh, emptying their clip at you and you can't see past them in the darkness. But it appears to be a dark hallway with one light very far down. The ringing of the smattering of bullets dies down and she's still behind her shield, but her eyes just peek over it. And she says, you can tell me what I want to know or I can just kill you right now. And I'd like to roll intimidate. Oh, geez. Okay, go ahead. Uh, they, with their wound penalty, got a two. Oh, well. What'd you get? Three. Three, okay. Well, that's a success. Uh, are you trying to distract them or make them vulnerable? Vulnerable, so Lepaka can just ice them. Okay. Are you giving him, a, like, that order? Have you... I think she, like, makes a little hand sign behind her back to be like... All right. Uh, and that's your turn? Yep. Are you moving for? Are you moving at all? Or are you still just standing in the doorway? If there's any gap between Athena and this person, she wants to close it. So you want to be standing right in front right, of them? Right. Okay. Like, shield up to the barrel. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Okay, you Just menacingly. Okay. So you've made a hand gesture to Lepaco behind your back. Mm -hmm, Could you sure. show me like a like a come here type thing? Like move up. See, here's the thing. You guys haven't worked together before, yeah. and I don't know that there's a universal call sign for kill this fucking person. I think maybe she flicks an eye back to him and then goes like a, a thumb across her neck. Oh, geez. Okay. I think that's pretty universal. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty universal. So Lepaco will move forward and... Oh jeez. Um so he is he has failed his shooting roll. If you would like him to Benny it, he can, otherwise he has failed his shooting roll. Benny it. Benny it? Yeah. Okay. Did you Benny anything else before? Is this his No you did uh, Benny one? Yes, I bennied one. So, so this he is has his no last, Benny. This is his last Benny then. Yes. Okay. Five is a success, and he is going to shoot once. So Lepaco, you have your shield up and you feel Lepaco moving behind you mm -hmm. and his hand sort of reaches from under your shield and you just see, you know, a Cory pistol come yeah. out and uh, there's a flash of light, a burn mark appears on the person's knee. Just it looks like it's singed some of the material, but they're still standing. So they are they are shaken. Uh, I guess that'll have to do for now. Oh, this damn thing never fires right. You hear him, <laughs> you hear him go like Oh like my god. Like he's hitting it or something. Oh my god. Piece of garbage. Lepaco. Next round. Athena. Eight of diamonds. Lepaco. Three of clubs. This person, nine of hearts. Ah. Everyone else, ten of clubs. Everyone else. Yep. Okay, so you guys are, are now in this dark hallway. Only the faintest of light 
from either end. And there, you know, one far down there, and there's the light kind of coming in behind you, otherwise it's black. And you can now hear the scuffle of noise further down the hallway as this person has been trying to back up. You can see that there are a number of dark forms moving in the hallway. And this hallway is probably... It's wide enough to stand, like, two abreast. It's not extremely spacious, but you can fit people side by side somewhat comfortably. Okay. You both notice them and feel the presences moving forward much more quickly now at the same time, and there's now sort of shuffling noises, uh, some hissing and rasping as these forms appear from the darkness. It's also worth noting the ceiling is not exceptionally high. It's probably okay. like an eight. It's probably like a ten foot ceiling. So looming out of the darkness, directly behind the person with the gun, the f- the form is about as tall as you, but they're much bulkier. Mm. And uh, as they take a step forward, you can see it is a Karnik uh, with brown black scales. And they step in front of this person and they bring this large metal sword up in front of them. Oh boy! And uh, they're gonna attack. That sounds right. Uh, what's your parry? Mm, five. Five. Uh, that hits. Mm, That's going to be five damage. No armor piercing. My toughness is six. Damn. You rolled really bad. Maybe it just clashes off her shield. This large sword comes down and you feel it scrape. You know, the pressure pushing down on there and there's this nasty rasping as you watch sparks start to fly off. Oh boy. And then uh, you feel a presence above you. As another form oh, moves across the ceiling, sort Fuck. of over this group and down behind you, and is going for Lepaco. Uh, that is nine to hit. That is going to be a success with a raise. Six damage. Damn, that's not good. Enough. Okay. This other form shifts over you. You hear more clashing behind you as Lepaco lets out a gasp of, Ugh. Sure, he can deal with that. And that is all that happens from them. And it is now the person with the gun's turn. So he is unshaken. They continue trying to move backwards, which is going to provoke another attack from you because you're standing right in front of them. Well, I'd love to attack them. So I'm going to roll fighting to try and brain him. Yes. Five. Uh, Five will hit. Oh, really? Five is sufficient oh. for the for the parry. I think you actually get a plus two bonus when you're attacking somebody who doesn't have a like a melee weapon, maybe? Oh. Unarmed defender. It's difficult to parry a blade with one's bare hand. An attacker armed with a melee weapon adds plus two to fighting if his foe has no weapon or shield. Oh, neat. That's open-ended enough that it could include a gun, but I think in this circumstance, I'm going to give you the bonus just because makes... Guess I'd make it a seven. Okay. Still a hit. No raise. Eight damage. Toughness is six, so that shakes them again. Oh my god! I know. Oh, oh yeah. god! <laughs> but uh, the good news is they can't act because they don't have any more bennies, and they and already tried. Shaking. They already tried to unshake for the turn, so they just they move further down the hallway. They just stumble backwards and allow the people to fill in the space for them. All right, Athena's gonna tie this up. Hopefully, uh, Athena is gonna cast burst. Very nice. You should do that. I will. So you're aiming it ahead of you? Yeah, I want to get the sword Karnak and hopefully this SMG motherfucker. Sure. that's Those are the two people that you can see. Holy shit. Well, they're both nines. Okay, so it's a cast with a raise. So that's 3d6. 3d6. 18. Oh, wow. 18 damage. Okay, uh, so yeah, you're going to so get... So is this hallway metal... 
metal and rock, let's say. It's carved into the mountain, so... Because what I was thinking was maybe the burst is lightning this time, and it just arcs oh. across and down the whole thing. Oh, fuck, that's so cool. It's pretty cool, right? Okay, take a Benny for that. That was <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah, nice. Awesome. I mean, how do you shoot it out? How are you doing this? How are you I mean, she generally, she generally lightnings with a finger gun, mm -hmm. so I feel like... It's just a, a fast and dirty. Yeah, you point your finger gun right in front of this Karnak. Although I I like to imagine you're looking past them yeah. at the person stumbling and running I think away. she looks dead at the Karnak and just winks at him and then lights it all up. Excellent. So you do that and we get this fantastic shot of these bolts mm, rippling through so the hallways. it's so dark, but now it's so light and purple. Yeah, just and watch the snake of lightning just slither through the hallway bouncing off the walls, these tiny smaller tethers of electricity just rippling as it blasts forward. And I think it blinds everyone in the hallway for a solid couple of seconds while that happens before the darkness is back. I think that fries whatever light there was and now it's just completely black oh, good. in here. So, But you, you sense no movement ahead of you. Excellent! Anything else? Uh, no reactions, but anything you you want to move, free action, anything yeah, like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll move back towards Lepaka with my shield up to try and distract the Karnak. Okay. So I you... assume it was a Karnik, so it was on the ceiling, but I don't really know. Okay. That was that was that was a scene as mental leap there. Sure. Because you know they can walk on walls and stuff. That's sometimes. true. Well, you turn around and move back towards Lepaco in this. Uh... He's dead already. I didn't want to be a bother. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> don't mind me. Go oh, bless your heart. Oh, bless your. <laughs> All right, uh, so turning back towards Lepaco, it's just a tangle of limbs. I mean, Lepaco is gripped in a melee with this thing. Looks like another Yara, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there, there are just two Lots of legs. There's a lot, lots of legs. And because you're looking back towards the exit you came from, there is some light coming in from that side, so you can see a little bit. But otherwise, still very shrouded. You're basically just getting silhouettes. Gotcha. So you move back to him, and that makes it his turn. Paco's turn. I think he's gonna do um, something similar to what he did last time. Let's see, success. They fail. All right, puts his arms up again, and there's just another flash of light. And in that flash of light, you get a pretty good shot of this Yara just in. Looks like normal clothes, but it is also wearing armor. Huh. And uh, the light goes off, and it slaps its hands over its eyes, and it's just sort of ah, and its legs <laughs> are sort of flailing everywhere too. Well, they do have two extra eyes, so That's it checks true. out. Do we establish if they actually glow, or does it just appear that they glow? I think they they're glow. In, it's infravision. Uh, they glow when they're using like Corey-related things. I think was what we landed on. So not even everybody would have the glow because not everybody has Corey. Yeah, probably not. Okay, so. I mean, a lot of times they're not even like open. Yeah, I figure maybe it's just like a reflective sheen when there is light. Yeah. It looks like they glow a little bit, but in darkness, yeah. you, like looking at him in darkness, you would not immediately know he's a Yara based on glowing eyes or anything. Right, like and that. they don't have like normal pupils or. Like, it doesn't look like a regular eye. It's not just, like, another pair of, like, normal-looking eyes. So that happens, and that's Lepaco's turn. Oh, I guess I actually have to deal initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here. Ace of spades for Athena. <gasps> the ace of spades! Five of diamonds for Lepaco. Jack of hearts for the Yara. Yeah, all right. Yara, all right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Athena, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Oh, Athena's gonna do what Athena does best. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna cast a bolt oh. at this Yara and just hope I ice him. 
four. That's a success. Five. Five damage? Okay, so he is, well, uh, he is vulnerable right now, so you get oh, plus two from Lopaco. Seven. Seven. He's not already shaken, so I don't think that's going to be enough. <sighs> so he is now shaken. Okay. A lot of shaken. Bet he's going to unshake. Maybe. It's his turn. He does not. I think he'll try to use his legs to grapple up onto the scamper. ceiling and scamper away. So go ahead and opportunity attack. Oh, you know gets how one I too. love to do that. Oh, God. Well, that was a good one. I'm just going to keep that That's one fine. right there. 16. That's a hit with a raise. Go ahead and roll damage. Strength plus 1d4 for the shield plus d6 for a raise. 13 damage. That'll do it. I like the image of this guy jumping up and stabbing the ceiling with his uh, extra legs. And I think, I think his are spider-like, so they're longer, more spindly. Right. He stabs them in, and he starts to try to swing his way mm-hmm. back further down the tunnel hall where the other people came from or were running to, and you get to clip him. So how do you how do you dispatch this guy? Well, if he's trying to scamper, like, above her, mm-hmm. she does, like, a windmill, but, like, a vertical one where she just, like, cracks him right in, like, the... Well, she's six foot. Sure. Which means her wingspan is decent. That's true. She can probably almost reach the ceiling with probably her Probably can so. almost reach the ceiling. So I think she just caves his chest in. Ooh, yeah. There's another just nasty crunch. You hit him with the lip, the it edge sounds of like the a shield. Gong. Ugh. And he just... A wet gong. There's a... And the nasty squelching noise. And then he falls off the ceiling onto you as he's trying to go over you. And you've just killed him. So the, the body limply tumbles Drops on top onto of me. you. Maybe, I mean, you have your shield up, so maybe you can just sort of foist it off of you. That sounds fine. S- flops onto the floor with a, a nasty wet thud. Cool. And that's the end of initiative. So the, the hallway is now silent after all that kerfuffle. I think she's catching her breath for a second because that was a lot of fighting that just happened. Sure. You just hear this. <sighs> Lepaco ejects her, you know, a cartridge and puts it back in and says... These damn things are not reliable. Did you blow in it? I, I think he looks at you and he holds the gun up and just does a... Just the smallest blow on it. Is that better for you? Yeah, tons. Well, good job. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Can we just... Can we address this elephant in the hallway? Well, what's that? I get the feeling that you don't like me very much, and that's cool. Um, But we just gotta, like, be real good and work... Just work together and get these fucking fans on. Can we do that, please? Uh, I think he quirks an eyebrow at you and says, Yeah, I mean, I came here to support you, Sedaris. I don't, I don't know why you think I don't like you. Oh. Just, <laughs> I, Sedaris. And he pauses and looks at you, and I think he says very seriously, I have only ever done my job. To the letter, huh? Um... He rumples his nose and his mustache, and you guys are still standing in the dark, so you can't really see each other very well. I, I bet Athena can see his silhouette from, like, yeah. the doorway behind him. Well, you know, um, I think a valuable employee who can think for themselves and apply logic, given each individual situation, to determine the best possible outcome is ideal. And that's how I try to live my life. I, th- I think he walks past you and just further down the hallway. Just to make sure I'm hearing you right, your job to the letter as a good employee was to give a trauma survivor an incredibly difficult time on her first day back, you know, on the force. I mean, you gotta know someone changed my itinerary start time. I wouldn't have been late. It's my first day back. It's not a leap. Lepaco 
pauses. I think he just walked past you, and then he pauses and turns around as you're speaking and surveys you, and then shakes his head a little bit and says, You know, Sedaris, I never really took you to be the petulant type. My job is as a regulator, the same as yours is. So I didn't evaluate you as a trauma survivor. I evaluated you as a regulator candidate because my understanding was that that's what you wanted, and here you are. So you want coddling? Go find something else to do. Don't don't come at me for trying to do my best to make sure that our city has everything it needs to stay safe. And you look out there right now, and you'll see that that is exactly what we were preparing for. Now, whether or not we are prepared, I don't know. This is a whole mess that I didn't sign up for either. So is this really the time or the place? You know what? That's fair. I don't think it is. <sighs> no, I'm I'm here to do my job. Okay, well, let's do our job. Let's look at these bodies and see what we're dealing with as regulators. Yeah, as regulators. She's going to pull out her little collapsible flashlight and look for some clues on these guys, because she's pretty sure she knows who sent them here. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, pretty sure. Could you tell me specifically how you're searching them? She wants to look for, like, the... The radios that the group in the warehouse had. Okay. She wants to see if they also have radios. She okay. wants to see if they have... She wants to see if the one guy with the SMG and the sniper rifle uh, looks like the one who fled the spire. Okay, go ahead and roll me notice to search through these people. Eight. So the first thing you notice is that there is another body that was further down the hallway that you never even saw. That oh. just got cooked, oh. got cooked in your burst. Uh, it's an Ori woman. Gotcha. Well, what are you going to do? Okay, so what you can immediately determine about the situation, the three others, so not the one with the SMG, but the three others are all dressed in, there's no specific methodology to their like garments. For instance, they're not all clearly Olera Corp employees or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all wearing armor. It looks like maybe it's older armor, and it looks like it was sort of slapped on in a hurry. Okay. You don't find any kind of identification on the Yara or the Karnak or the Ori. You do note that for those three, their eyes are all... It's like they're super, super bloodshot, except there's flecks of black and red running Mm. through and red streaks from their eyes, ears, and noses, as you have seen before. You don't find any kind of radios or any, any identifying items. When you go to the one with the SMG, mm-hmm. they're dressed like a regulator. I mean, they, they're almost assuredly the one that you saw leap from the tower. And What's they have, her face look like? You take their mask off. Yep. It's Nima. No! It's Regulator Nima. Regulator Nima? Mm-hmm. Fuck! And she has, um, she does not have the same red streaks as the others do. Oh, shit. I didn't roll to see for any kind of, like incapacitation so well. let me let me do that now because i didn't i didn't but yes it is regulator Nemo. god damn she was everywhere and by everywhere i mean two there's places. two places <laughs> yeah so Nemo with her uh well, yeah well, i'm trying to do too many things at once give me this. well Nemo had that peachy skin and that lavender swoop of hair she did i remember on account of a i remember because i looked at her picture earlier today and wrote it down again okay so she is going to roll Vigor with her wound penalty. That's an 11. Six. 
five. Busted. Strength reduced to die type. So her strength is currently reduced. That makes sense, because I already kind of said earlier that you busted up her arm when she was <laughs> right. holding it, so. It's Regulator Nima. She's live. I'd love to cuff her. Okay, you can cuff her. Perfectly fine. But yeah, she, they're, actually, make me a, make me a healing roll. Untrained, you say? I feel like anybody should be able to tell if somebody's breathing, but... 11. 11, okay, so still success with two raises. You can determine, I, I'd say with that much, you're pretty confident of her state in that she is unconscious. She's very battered, but somehow alive. Mm -hmm. She had the mask on, so her face is basically untouched. Her hair is okay, but her left arm is crushed at the elbow. Um, it looks like she's sustained some damage to her sternum. Just all the places you've hit her. Like she was, right. <laughs> she was fine before you destroyed her, basically. Oh, good. And her outfit is very crispy and smoldering. You know, I'd like to cuff her to like a hearty looking wall pipe. Okay, If sure. there is any. Sure. I think there can be some sort of fixture you can cuff her to. Well, if she's unconscious, it's fine by me. You know who that is, Sedaris? Yes, I do. Shit. It's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not. We gotta leave her here for a sec. How are we gonna get her back? I mean... We could just walk on the highway. I mean, nobody's really gonna bother us up there, but... Yeah, we could do that. I mean, I can fly, so I can always well, bury her down or something. Can you carry that much? I mean, I could at least get her safely to the ground. It's just, uh, I can fly myself and I can carry things. So, so. you can parachute her, yeah. more or less? More or less, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I can get her safely from here, so don't worry about that. What the fuck? This <sighs> real mess. All right, yeah, I mean, we can we can cuff her here. We can go keep looking. Yep. I mean, she <laughs> Sedaris, you you got her good a couple times. I think she's probably out for a while. I'm, I'm surprised she's even alive. You know what? She does take Nima's regulator badge. I like that. What's your reasoning? Uh, if she's gone when we get back, they have proof that okay. it was her, and then she doesn't have it anymore to do official type things on the sneak. Smart. I like it. So she takes her badge. Well, get, take a Benny for that. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart. I'm trying to give you more, more Bennies for good ideas. All right. Um, guess we're going in. All right. I'll follow you. Yep. I'm no point, man. But you have so many ways to point at people. <laughs> <laughs> you. Bless your heart. Yep. All right. Oh, dear just the Darius. Look at you. Sorry, regulator. Regulator, dear just the Darius. You know what? Make quite a team. You can just call me Deirdre. That's fine. Oh, dear. That's really nice. Thank you. She hates that he called her dear. She, oh, she hates that so much. But she doesn't want him to call her Athena. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't call me by my real name. <laughs> Athena Alrighty. whips out her flashlight once again. Okay. And starts at a very brisk pace down the hallway. Okay. So uh, at this point, with lighting being what it is, the hallway diverges in two directions. You can keep going straight. There is another hall that goes left, and that seems to lead down to some stairs. There is a sign on the wall that just says fans. Okay. Yeah, fans and an arrow. The other one says control. Oh, well, we go to control. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so. uh, she would like to stealth down the hallway. Okay, uh, go ahead and make me a stealth roll. Be a little sneaky. What is my stealth? Uh, D8? Really? Shocking. Well, I think that was actually, I had that on my original sheet, because it makes sense for topside shenanigans. It makes sense. Yes. 13. 13. That's quite good. Okay. You creep down the hallway the whole time. You, you don't hear anything else. It's silent. 
it goes around one bend and then uh, there's a door at the end of the hall. And this one has a tiny light above it as well. It's a metal door. Just looks very ordinary. She's going to open it very quietly. Okay. I'll let your stealth roll for that ride. You see, you turn the handle on the door and it opens and there's... The door does creak. So even opening it slowly, it's just a slow... That might be worse. Well, what are you going to do? And it's open. The room in here, it's all dark. You do have your flashlight. You can... Are you going in? Are you looking around? Just kind of look around. Okay. So you move in. It looks like a control room. It's uh, a large rectangular open space. There is are... Is the air in here clear? In here? Yeah. I think the air in the hallway now is pretty... Like, there's a lot of gun smoke in there. So, like, the, the air where you just came from was not as good. But in here, it doesn't gotcha. smell I think she bad. takes off her goggles, but okay. not a respirator then. Okay. So, yeah, there's a number of tables with workstations at them. Uh, there is one computer but it appears to not be on. Mm. There uh, is a console with just dozens of switches and buttons and different colored lights flashing in different arrangements. It's just, yeah, there's a, there's a lot happening here. The only other thing that immediately sticks out to you is that there are three additional bodies in this room. Still forms, not moving. Well, she'd like to check them. Go ahead and make me either a healing or a notice. Notice is better. Notice, for me. okay, this is gonna be at a minus two. Fail. Fail. <laughs> Failed it. Okay. It's hard to tell exactly, you know, what the deal is. They're they were all killed. Some of them have puncture wounds, cuts, some of them appear to have been shot. It it's hard to say. They look much like the people in the previous hallway that you had just fought against. But all different kind of methods of death. Mm-hmm. Kind of Sh- shot like. or stabbed, it looks like. Kind of like the people in the warehouse who were all dead. They all died in real different ways, too. I think with with the role that you had, you can't really draw any correlation. But, I mean, what you said is factual. I don't think there's anything suspicious about the method of their death. So much as, like, there's no, they weren't, like, ritually killed. They're not marked in specific ways. No, right, right. There, you don't. There, there appears to be no significant correlation about their race or gender or anything to that effect, based on what you've rolled. Okay, gotcha. I think she just briefly glances at these bodies and assesses that they're not moving, and uh, turns her attention to hopefully something that can turn on these damn fans. You know, Lepako Rasmus did just say we had to flip a switch. <laughs> but she didn't say which one. Yeah, I was gonna ask if she told you which one. No, she didn't. Uh, cause she probably didn't know. Well, it truly pains me to say this, but I, I just do not have any kind of mechanical engineering aptitude, so I, I don't know what we can do here. All right, she's gonna start looking over the panels. I guess is is it like fan one, fan two, fan three? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I think I think it is kind of like that. I would like you to make me a notice roll. I'm gonna Benny that. Okay. Nope. This is important. Oh my god, I rolled the same fucking thing three times. Oh, that's a shame. Go for it. Last Benny. Spent three of them right here. Ah! No. All four of them failed! Oh, jeez. Okay. I think it's just so tumultuous. <laughs> so yeah, you're looking at the console in front of you. And the, the fans appear to be numbered themselves. 
there doesn't appear to be like a very clear indicator of what you need to do to fix what's going on. There are no like blinking red lights. Oh, everything's look- blinking. Oh, everything's red. blinking. Yeah, th- this this whole bank is a clusterfuck of lights and things looking bad. If you thought there was a chance that this could explode, you would probably think it was about to explode. In fact, you don't know. It could explode. Who's to say? Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm at a bit of a loss. It's not like I can just turn the fans myself. So what do you want to do? Are we going to try to muddle through it? Are we going to try to find some instructions or something? Are we going to leave and try to get people to come back with us? We can't leave. The whole city's crazy. We're yeah. not going to be able to find anybody. You got eyes? You got four of them. Look for something. <laughs> you can have a penny for that. <laughs> that was really good. All right. Thank you. She starts tearing apart drawers looking for instruction manuals. How about you roll research? Okay. Because that's... I do have research, do actually. You? Why yeah. do you have research? I don't know. That's fantastic. Okay. It's good, right? I mean, it's exactly it, the same as the my notices. Of, but here's the thing. It's the type of thing that I would expect most officers to have at least a D4 in. You know what? Because paperwork. I think I increased my research when I was trying to figure out how to help Val oh, with her stuff. I remember that. never came up, but it she's she's been reading much to her own disdain. She doesn't like to read. She doesn't like math. Well, here's the thing. She likes to read. She just likes to read young adult fiction. Gotcha. <laughs> That's her favorite. Sure. It's her, her escape. Yep. <sighs> Five. And would you like to roll Lepaka's notice? It's a D6, yeah. Five. Okay, how do you go about like looking for stuff? Are oh you just God. look are you just looking for papers everywhere, books, she's, anything she's, labeled instructions? She is literally ripping drawers out of things and just upending them, looking for something that looks thick bound and like instructions. Okay. I think you find it on maybe like the second drawer that you open and there's oh, just a giant maintenance procedure manual. Ah, I got it. Yeah, and you just slam it onto the table, and I think it spit some dust off of it and you throw it open. It looks pretty complicated. It's going to take you some time to look through it. Okay. Meanwhile, Lepaco, as he moves over to examine this with you, stops and does like a half turn and looks around and says, do you hear that? Hear what? Sounds like there's a a skittering or a shuffling or a voice or something. What? I don't know. Here, just shh, shh, shh. And he puts a finger up, puts a finger on your mouth. <laughs> he does right it. on her lips. <laughs> it's, it's one of his legs. He puts no, a he can do that. That's, <laughs> he can. That's, that's okay by me. She slaps it away. And he puts a hand up to his lips. I would like you to make another notice roll this time at plus two. Six. Six, okay. Yeah, I think very, very faintly you can hear this. It sounds kind of, maybe it's like a whimpering or like a raspy breath or something like that from the other side of the room. Very faint, like maybe in the wall or... In the wall? I, you can't tell without looking a little bit further. She looks. Okay. Are there lockers or something? There's, there's no lockers. It's just rows of desks. But as you get to the far end of the wall, there is a table with a cloth thrown over it. And whatever it is, is coming from there. Athena's been in many stressful situations to think that this is probably someone who's hiding. I think she kneels down next to the cloth and says, It's okay. Um, everything's fine. Regulators here. She pokes Nima's badge in underneath it because she doesn't want to take hers off her belt. Okay. Because it does glow a little bit. Sure, that's true. Uh, make me a persuade at plus two. Eleven. 
Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think you do that and the fabric Im is immediately torn away and there is a small brown-haired Vel woman. Okay. She's in a jumpsuit. Looks pretty clearly like maybe she works here and her eyes are just bug out wide. There are wet stains on her dirty cheeks creating these clear paths and she just has one hand up over her mouth and okay. has torn the thing over and is just looking at you. She she puts her hands up, doesn't have her shield out anymore, but... I think this woman just scurries forward and throws herself on you, oh. and her arms just go around your neck, and she just starts sobbing into your shoulder. Oh, damn. Okay, she pats her back, and it's like, it's all right. Are, do you work here? What's your name? I'm Athena. I think you get nothing but these dry, racking sobs from her for probably the first 15 to 30 seconds until she calms down a little bit and is just... And she just rubs these tiny but firm circles on her back mm -hmm. and looks over her shoulder at Lepaco. I think Lepaco is biting his lip and just shrugs at you a little bit. She bites her lip as well. It's okay. You don't have to tell us what happened right now. We just need to turn the fans back on. The city is in a lot of trouble if we don't get them on. Can you help us? Yeah, I think she begins to pull away and is still just sort of doing like a hiccup sob, just sort of trying to trying to steady herself as much as she can after just completely falling apart, but is... Athena has her hands like on her biceps, holding her together, mm -hmm. kind of, is what she's trying to sure. do. And, and she, is, she is now making a very visible effort to reclaim her composure. Take your um, time, it's okay. And she does a we couple a of... She does a couple of swallows and then she can finally speak. <sighs> My name is Iris. I work here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you give us a hand, Iris? This is um my my partner, uh, Regulator Lepaco, and we're just we're here to help. And there's you know nothing else bad's gonna happen. I think uh, you point over to Lepaco, and he waves a hand, and there you can tell on her face that her eyes go a little bit wider, and she looks down and puts a hand up over her eyes for just a minute, and then sort of gets back to herself. I just didn't want to surprise you when there was another person in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I'm sorry, what did, what did you say? Okay, so... The... The short to-do list we have is just turning all the fans on full blast, as high as they'll go. There's a lot of fog in the city, and it's laced with something that's making people very scared, and we need to blow it out over the waterfront. Can you help us with that? And she she's nodding a little bit in understanding as you're speaking, and then begins nodding more as you get to the end. She says, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can help you. Okay. And she uh, pushes herself up, and she's wringing her hands, and she's mm -hmm. a pretty small woman, very, very thin. She's got a tool belt on. I think the the classic suspenders that are down, like <laughs> right. just kind of looking a mess. Are you a mechanic, or do you work on the switchboards, or do you do the same thing for everything? I don't know. I've, this is honestly my first time here. She gives you a shaky smile as she moves over towards the banks and she says, well, um, honestly I I usually uh, do maintenance on the fans themselves I don't, I'm not usually up here huh, um, the the highway is, is, was supposed to be down tonight so there we didn't have as many people on shift just cause, you know, it's harder to get up here so I've, I've been up here, you know, for the past day or so just waiting for it to come back online. Okay. But yeah, I can I can help you, uh, I, I think I can help you get it started. What do you want me to do? We just need to turn on all the fans. Very, very, very high, high speed winds <laughs> would be great. Okay. I don't know how much we can safely do on each fan, but as long as we have enough of a gust to, you know, 
sweep it along the curve of the cave wall. Air currents should work, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> she says with a smile. She doesn't really know. This is all. <laughs> this is all conjecture. It's just theories. She uh, steps over the bodies as she's. I think she she looks down at them and just gives a shudder as she walks towards the bank. Eyes up. Just don't look down. It's okay. Yeah, she uh, purses her lips and says, Yeah, sure. There, There's a long moment of her just standing in front of the banks before she shakes her head a little bit and starts looking around more. I think she, over her shoulder, like, makes eye contact with Lepaco, like, get them out of the way. It takes him a moment to pick up, but then he nods and he starts sliding them. There's just the shh, shh. Athena tries to begins. talk over them. <laughs> talk <laughs> over the noise. So what do you, um, how do you start this? How do you, what What are you looking to do first? And, um, she just goes, um, well, the, um, the main power appears to still be on. It looks like whoever came in here just threw, threw every switch they could. And That's almost what we did. Yeah, um, it's just, I'm just gonna, it's gonna take me a couple of minutes to figure out what needs to go where, so, um... That's okay, if you wanna keep talking to me. Sometimes I find that talking through things out loud helps me figure out where stuff needs to go. Yeah, yeah, and I I think she does that. I think she begins to narrate her actions as she's going through and sort of says, okay, well, you know, this is the main power, and, um, this fan's off, so I need to turn that on, and I need to reduce... I know I need to increase the turn speed velocity. And she just... And I think as she starts to do that, she gains a little bit more confidence and gets into the rhythm. It takes her probably only three to four minutes to go through and flip everything. And then she turns around and says, Okay, I just need to uh, throw this last switch and then it'll... They should be on. Okay, let's do that. And she does. And she throws the switch and there's... There's a reverberation of energy that runs down the hall, and you can almost feel it in the air. Everything kicks up and into gear. The background noise jumps up significantly. Okay. And you can feel these vibrations through the walls, sort of, as the fans kick on and presumably begin doing that thing. I think Athena puts her hands on her hips and just takes a second and breathes really deep. Athena had taken off her respirator just to talk to her. Oh, sure, not okay. seem weird. Sure, that makes sense. Iris says, is it, is it over? I think so. But we'll stay here with you if you'd like. I don't want to stay here. Okay, we can... I just want to go home. Okay, where do you live? Oh, she I, tells I'll you. take you there myself. Yeah, she tells you. It's somewhere in East City. Okay. It's like, uh, it's like in the center of East City, where most people live. Do you mind if we stop the spire first, though? I don't mind. Okay. I just... What am I gonna do? Say no? <laughs> There's, um, yeah, but you, you killed all of them? We killed every single one of them we saw. How many were there? I think she counts on her fingers. And she says there, Three. Were, there was a Yara. Yep. There was an Ori, um, and a Karnak. Was that it? Of the ones that were still alive. Oh, how many were, were there? I think she pauses and looks down at the ground. Oh. Where the bodies used to be. So those weren't, like, workers? No. They came in. There was... I was here, and then I heard noise. Mm-hmm. People coming. And um, I went out to look, and there were a couple of people. And they were coming in, but they were it was they were weird. It wasn't... With their eyes? Yeah. 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 How did you know? I saw them. You, okay. Um, 
yeah, they were coming in and I didn't know what to do. So I, I hid and I never seen anything like that. I mean, just the, I opened the, and I think she takes a breath and puts a hand up to her head and maybe needs to steady herself against the wall. She says, I was standing right over there and she points to right in front of the door and I opened the door and all I could see down the tunnel was just these, the weird glowing eyes and I threw the door and hid and I, they didn't even look for me. They didn't. They just came in and I could hear them, but they didn't make noise and they didn't talk and they just were here and they were just in the room and it seemed like it lasted forever like they were waiting for something and then and then more people came and they fought and then the, the other people came and they they were they didn't talk either they just they made this noise and this these nasty guttural sounds and they were hissing and spitting and was there gunfire or was it mm-hmm and she shakes her head, says, no, they were, they, it, it just sounded brutal, wet, just fighting and snarling, and I didn't come back out. That was the right decision. Hmm. So, sometimes, um, when you're in shock, you don't realize it, but I think you've been in shock for about a day, it sounds like. So, let's just get you to a nice safe spot in the spire the fans are going you did your job you mm. saved the city that's pretty cool if you ask me <sighs> yeah i just want to get out of here yeah i never want to see orange again what now i never want to see the color orange again oh fuck not red what weren't red eyes what which eyes were orange the things that came in the when I opened the door and I was looking down the hallway and uh, there's just these orange eyes and isn't that what you were talking about? Also worth noting, uh, Athena did not see any glowing eyes at all. She just assumed. So after you've killed these things, you notice they had the blood and all that, but there right. were no like glowing red eyes or anything. She just assumed. And that's, that's on and her. And that's fair. That was just an Athena jump. Orange. Okay. She would like to look at the bodies again and just look at their eyes. Okay. Does it look the same as, like, the people who dripped out them in the interrogation room? I think these have... Their eyes themselves are bloodshot in the same way that the other ones were, but they're not leaking blood from their nose or mouth. Or okay. And you already made a notice roll, so I, I'm That's not... That's fine. At That's the, all at I At this time, I'm not going to give you anything That's else. That's fine. Well, Iris, how about we... How about we get out of here? I'd like that very much, I think. Okay, let's let's do that. What's it, what is the best way to get out of here when the highway is not running? We could just walk on the highway the whole way back I to mean, the hub. That might be the easiest. I mean, the reason I'm still here is because I didn't have a way to get down. So what? how did you get here? Oh, uh, we flew here. Okay, can we fly? Can we fly? Can we do that? I think she looks over at Lepaco. I think Lepaco's out in the, ton or out in the oh, hallway because okay. he dragged all the bodies out there. Right. We, we'll be able to get on the street, so don't worry about that. On, on the street? Didn't you say the street was bad? Well, the street was bad, but now the fans are going. But we can just walk on the highway. I, I think she's looking more and more dubious no, as this no, conversation okay. continues. <laughs> we just have to get back outside and assess the situation. Is anybody else coming? Can I just, should I just wait here? No, you can come with us. It's okay. I don't, I'm not leaving you here. But you could. I could. 
if that's what you want, I just... <laughs> it'll be okay. Come on. Make a persuasion. Try to persuade her here. Five. Yeah, she'll she'll nod and say... Do you have any things you need to grab? She shakes her head. I just want to go home. All right. Let's go. I think she... Would it be weird if she led her out by a hand? She's in shock. Um, Might help. I think if you offer her a hand, she'll she'll smile but say, no, no thank you. Okay, well, let's hear if you need it. I've got two of them. <laughs> she smiles a little bit. <laughs> she leads her out. Okay. Regulator Lopaco, we are heading out. Let's take a peek at what's going on, and maybe we'll walk back on the highway. Maybe we'll drift down to the street if it's looking fine. That's all right by you. Well, sounds like a plan to me. All right. All right, so you guys walk back out into the air. Yeah, the night. is Nima still there? She better be. Yeah, Nima, Nima's still unconscious where you cuffed her. Good. Are you gathering her up as well? Yep. Okay. I guess in a fireman's carry for now, how much she weigh? You can lift her. All right. It's, if you're a fireman, Nima is smaller than Athena. Okay. She's both shorter and weighs less, and she's not carrying anything bulky beyond this weaponry that she has. Oh, yeah, also she still has, uh, she has a ballistic SMG, and there is a 50 caliber sniper rifle. Where you had <laughs> perfect fucking <kicked laughs> nailed her in the face, but Jesus out of her. That was awesome. That's that is one of my favorite cinematic moments That's from this really so far. Cool. Just the uh. Athena's got her in a carry. What's it looking like outside? Okay, so you guys uh, head outside onto the platform, and you can look out. Make me a notice. And this one, let's see. I'll, I'll just apply hidden modifiers as necessary. What's your? Let's go for a normal five. Form. Five. Okay. You definitely get a basic lay of the land. You can look out. The fans are reverberating all around you. They're going much faster than they normally do, so I think it's creating both noise and vibration that does not normally happen. Right. But you look out. You can tell that the fog and the mist is beginning to get pushed out. Even even only, you know, less than five minutes later, it's already starting to make a difference. You can see the air currents and the way it's cycling out and being pushed out onto the waterfront. It's still early enough that you can't, really get any in-depth assessment of the state of the city. You can basically see what you saw before, maybe more specifically places where certain flares were shut up. Are there more regulators being deployed from the spire at yeah, this I think, point? I think you can look up and you see regulators pretty frequently jumping out. Um, this has been going on for, at this point, and probably like an hour or two, two hours maybe. I think this deep into it, it's probably become clear to all the regulator forces on the ground that their flares were not really helping that much because mm -hmm. you can't tell where they were coming from. Right. So there was probably a point where that stopped happening as much and you just have these weird like multicolored patches in the fog. That are just mixing together with Right it. and are being blown out. But closest to where you are is where it's starting to thin so you can see movement down below. Maybe a flare or two is going up from there and regulators are flying down to help from there. So still too early to tell. You definitely are making a difference in terms of getting the city cleaned. Cool. So, Yeah, we're walking back on the highway. I think Athena gave all of Nima's various armaments to Lepako because she probably shouldn't be carrying a lady and that many guns at once. And I guess Iris is just in tow. That works for me. I'm just praying this fucker doesn't turn back on while we're on it. Or I like the visual of Lepako just being saddled with <laughs> all these guns, all these guns, like this long rifle, and just—I mean, he's—he's he's a squat dude, but he's got. I, so maybe he's holding it and he's just walking on his legs. That's what I assumed. I mean, I don't know if this is Sorry, accurate. His, his Yara legs. Yeah. I need to do a better job of like re-describing characters, even just a little bit, because I—I I, I know who all these people are, but I don't. 
I imagine it could be extremely confusing for people listening. We do so. have a dizzying cast of characters. Yeah. I don't know if this is how it actually is, but in my head, his his real feet never touch the ground. In my mind, his real feet are <laughs> never on the ground. He's never walked once in his life. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, his feet can and do touch the ground, I think, but I he probably does use his extra yar legs to move he, around he likes speedily. To be tall. Sure, he doesn't. Okay, so you guys are on the highway walking back and your plan is to just go you went you're going northbound and then east to Yeah, we're going northbound because the track normally we're going the opposite way of the way the trains run. Mm-hmm. So we're going up past Alair Resort over Alair Resort, mm-hmm. I guess, and over some canals and then it hooks up to the hub which is right in front of the spire and we're just going to hopefully exit from there. Okay. On your way back to the spire the whole time you guys are walking along the highway and making your way across the city, mm-hmm. back towards the spire, your ultimate goal, you're watching the results of your work unfold. It takes you a while to walk along the highway. It's a pretty meandering path. You don't have to worry about crowds or the fog or weird streets, but it would probably take you an hour or two. It took us an hour to walk from the Lotus to the spire. To be fair, you didn't really walk. Well, we ran a lot. Yeah, so... But we didn't hoverboard. That's true. The fog and the mist begins to slowly get pushed away uh, from the walls of the city, and it's being forced out over to the waterfront. It happens slowly but surely. Some of it sort of drifts further to the east over towards East City, Old City. Mm -hmm. And there aren't fans over there in the same way that there are on this side. But things are slowly pushing out and filtering out. You can see where flares are coming up from more. There's certainly a lot of movement and still shouting and things like that, but the air begins to smell salty again rather mm. than odd, which good. is a good sign. I bet it's like a little chillier than usual if the fans are going that fast, That's too. That's a good point, yeah. Oh, I hope Tuka's okay. <laughs> she hates cold. That's true. When you are passing by the Golden Lotus area on the highway, Athena, I would like you to make me a smarts roll with no modifiers. Five. You're looking out over the city and just sort of surveying everything around you and you feel your circlet begin to heat up Mm -hmm. and it's just a little bit at first and it catches your attention but then it goes completely zero to 60 from a little warm to just this like stabbing pain in the center of your head oh geez um it's sufficient enough to make your knees buckle and i think you drop to one knee and it it's a flash and it stays there and then it's mostly gone but you can your circlet is still warm and you still are just having some aftershocks she would not get right back up right away i think she's just rubbing her her circlet trying to figure out what the fuck just happened there's also just uh, another wash of this anger just you're looking out over the city and you see all this nasty turmoil and turmoil is a good word for it yeah and uh I, you just have a, a wash of anger run through you but then it's gone as soon as the piercing pain is gone too i guess she gets back up you uh need a break or something no my ankle gave out for a sec i'm okay that's reasonable make me a persuade whatever skill you would like to use to lie probably persuade probably or performance persuade. but i don't think you have performance i bring I, that up every time but you don't have performance. i don't persuade plus two plus two plus that's two. a four four mm-hmm. you got a two and a one Cool. Well, all right. You need a you need a hand. 
No, I just I kicked Nima in the face really hard. So. Oh, you did. That was a that was a real good kick Thank there, dude. I wasn't intending on landing there, but, <laughs> you know. Well, I was just happy I didn't uh, lose the thread and fly completely alone into gunfire. I wouldn't have left you alone with partners. Well, from a certain point of view, you, you did. Because you turned invisible and they started shooting at me, so. Well. Hey, you know, we're still live. That's really all that matters, isn't it? It is. Yep. Well, um, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, onward. All right, then. I mean, could she have looked? Did she look around at all when this stuff was happening? I mean, you, I could, you can make me a notice if you want. Yeah, I think as she's walking away with them again, she wants to do like a surreptitious like look around when nothing's happening. Okay, and they might not notice. Sure. Sixteen. Okay, so a sixteen on a base difficulty is four. A four is a success with three raises. That's pretty good. So I think you take a solid moment after this episode and look around. You're, you're up high. I mean, mm -hmm. this is the highway. There's no one near you. You look down on the streets. And there are people, but movement, you know, people are just moving in and out. Nobody appears to be paying attention to you or what's going on up here. In fact, if you're walking in the middle of the track, most of the people down below probably can't directly see you. There, there are some buildings nearby. Uh, some of them might have roofs about this level, but pretty solid sweep. You're reasonably sure that you, you, well, you're sure you haven't seen anyone. You're reasonably sure that you didn't miss anything. Okay. I think she rubs the back of her neck, frowns just to herself, mm -hmm. and continues. All right, well, you guys will make your way back to the spire. Uh, hop, where do you hop on? I mean, I guess you can just go basically around to the hub. Yeah, I figured at the this hub, you can just step right off the track, basically, yeah. to Get an off. empty station. Yeah, to an empty station. Well, the trams themselves are not running, but, mm -hmm. like, the hub is still open, and people mm -hmm. are still coming in from outside of it. Like, the trains still run, although maybe this place is on lockdown right now. I, I would assume. It. So yeah, so I think maybe you guys get inside and there is a regulator presence. A couple of officers with, you know, standard yellow regulator badges mm -hmm. uh, see you walking in from off the tram and rush over to you in uniform. And one of them steps forward and says, what's your status? Uh, status is we need to go see the proctor. We're fine, but we have a civilian. We need to get a statement. Where are you coming from? The fans. Oh, you guys started those? Yes. Oh, good work. Thank you. We hoped it was going to work. Yeah, it seems to have. Hey, we hope so, too. It's been pretty much all quiet up here. We just had orders to shut everything down. That's smart. Do you, Have you guys been able to see if it's calming down out there? We haven't left our post. I mean, we can poke our heads outside, but... Right. Has anybody been trying to leave? From here? Yeah. Like, out the city? Yeah. Not outside. Nothing out of the ordinary, I don't think. And he, he looks around and the other regulars just sort of shrug and shake their heads. Okay. Like, yeah, the, the train, well, the, let's say the train wasn't running today. If they had the trams down, maybe yeah. they just like, we just closed. yeah, it's maintenance. I mean, no trains coming in and out, but it's still a secure point. We can't have people sneaking into the city this way. So we still have to cover the exits. Right. But yeah, you want to go see the proctor, probably the spire. Probably the spire. Well, all right. Keep your eyes peeled. Hey, you too. Thanks. And you guys can make your way out of the hub across the bridge towards the spire this dark pillar in the sky standing up on its spider legs so you guys uh, make your way back in uh, towards the spire around the spire there's a lot more activity mm -hmm. um, on the you see it is unusual to see a lot of vehicle activity in the city as a whole just for space reasons right predominantly 
uh, the hover motorcycles and hoverboards. Uh, but there are, you know, dumbo carts and things. Oh, like the hoverboards. That. What? We dropped them. I assumed you did at some point, yeah. We never got them back. They, they, they never came up. So oh, no. That was my fault for uh, asking what you did with them, but I assume <laughs> maybe you dropped them during one of these you know, scuffles. There were a couple scuffles. Oh, God. Bolt's going to be so sad. The area directly around the spire is bustling with activity. There are a lot of citizens, normal citizens, who appear to be just flocking to the spire for sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uniformed regulators on the street running around. Uh, you can see people distributing supplies, items changing hands, a couple people pointing, barking directions, things like that. And um, People the- selling water bottles for $10 a pop. <laughs> $10? Try 20 Them cubes, though. Mm. There's just a constant flow of people when you make your way into the spire proper the waiting room is completely packed there's almost no standing room like there mm-hmm. are, there are a couple of regulators you know waving people off somebody shouting orders basically saying you can't stay here we got to move you and just trying to figure out where to put all these people a lot of worried faces other regulators are dragging individuals in some of them in cuffs some of them just grabbed around the middle you definitely see a decent amount of people in the same garb as the protesters Okay. A decent amount of these masks. You do not see any glowing eyes in this immediate area. You do see a very flustered-looking Rebexy behind the counter, dealing with about five different people in front of her. She's not going to bother Rebexy. Okay. Seeing the amount of hustle and bustle in the main atrium, I think she turns to Lepaco and Iris. Lepaco, can you take her down to the, the task force room and get her statement? Uh, so we have a cohesive timeline with details and make sure she gets home safe. Iris, like, thank you for turning on all the fans. <laughs> like, I truly think tonight would have been a complete disaster if you hadn't done that. I, I'm just glad I could do my part. You did. She she gives you a very tired but sincere smile, I think. If you need anything, just send me a message directly and I'll I'll get it handled. She nods, and then Lepaco says, Yeah, sure, I can uh, I can take care of this from here. Thank you. Sure. Good work, Deirdre. You too, Lepaco. And then um, he puts Oh, a- she, she <laughs> takes the guns from him. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this. <laughs> I'll take those guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't go shooting them off now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's been a long day. And Iris says, Oh, um, I... Well, I'm sorry, what was your, what was your name again? Oh, um... Regulator Sedaris. You can call me Athena. Thank you, Athena. Mm-hmm. And she smiles again, and Lepaco leads her away. And you're left standing with a heavy caliber, a 50 caliber sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. An SMG. And uh, an SMG, <laughs> probably like a MP5. Well, she's got all this exceedingly heavy artillery with her, and she wants to get it up to the proctor's office just as soon as possible. Kick the door into the sniper rifle. <laughs> proctor! Proctor! This is... Probably going to be an Athena clarification thing that that Athena would know. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that bullet caliber weapons are very high grade contraband. Oh yeah, they're extremely dangerous and highly regulated. So if you have them, walking around with them is obviously not a good idea. Right. And you would probably take them to like the quartermaster or requisitions or something for safekeeping. Right. I assume they have like gun safes and shit, unless like. I just Athena wanted, is I knowingly to, yeah. breaking that to be to go somewhere and make a she statement. She wants to take all of this extremely damning evidence in one 
package with a bow. That's totally understandable. But she's fine taking it to Rex afterwards. That's cool. I just want to make sure you knew that, like, normal protocol. Yeah, would normal be protocol would probably but be to yeah, just I... dump it in the incinerator. She doesn't want to go down there. Okay, so you are going to Reitz and Rasmus, or specifically Reitz. I assume maybe they're both in the same place still. So you now have all the guns and also Nima? Yep, she's still all around my shoulders. Okay. Just draped like an unconscious scarf. Then I'm going to, like, th- this is a lot it's of a shit lot of for shit. you to carry. Like, a 50 cal sniper rifle is heavy mm-hmm. stuff. And she's only got D6 strength. And you're using both of your arms to presumably do this, so. I mean, I assume they were straps, Maybe. Yeah, th- yeah, they they do. So okay, I think with straps, you, here here's the deal. You could probably handle the weight. It's gonna be a decent amount of weight for you, but it's extremely bulky and clunky. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a good easy way to carry this. I also feel obligated to ask: Have you emptied the rounds from these guns? Did you take the time to empty the, I the mean, chambers? I mean, Athena would have had the forethought if Allie did okay, not. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Athena's a, a, she's a she's what cop. She does. This is what she does. It's probably safe to say she made sure they were there were no rounds chambered yeah. and removed the magazines and or put on safeties if they Maybe exist. she split up the guns from the bullets and she sent them with Lepaco just in his belt pouches. Okay. I like that. Yeah, you uh working your way through the spire to get to the proctor's office. I think with all this, you're gonna have to take the elevator. Yeah. Um there's no way she's taking the stairs today. Yeah. As you walk through the crowd, there are a lot of cries of surprise as people see you both, you know, with another unconscious regulator over your shoulder and carrying this enormous fucking rifle that is very clearly a ballistic weapon. Yep. And not only a ballistic weapon, but a very rare ballistic weapon that one would not normally see. Yeah. She's a bit of a spectacle today. So I think there's a lot of... (laughs) As you go through. I think she just waves a free hand off. Yeah. (laughs) There's nothing else she can do. Sure. So you go to the elevator, and you are going to the proctor's office? Yes. You go in there, and you press the button, and there's a ding, and the doors slide closed with that th- And you're standing in the quiet, quiet elevator and mm. blessed silence for just a moment. I don't like how you hesitated there. I'm just trying to think if there is an appropriate role here or not. So we haven't done, like, the claustrophobia thing, and it's not one yeah. of your hindrances. I think it's just... Well, it is now. Is it? Yeah, the, the phobia thing that we switched oh, shit, in for the then bell. Fuck yeah, you gotta make a roll for this. Yeah, I gotta make a roll for it. Okay, then I'm gonna ask you to make me a spirit roll. I'll say minus two, because based on how... It's been a while since you've been... Alone and confined. Alone and confined, and you're kind of heavily laden. Six. Six. Six is a success. The fatigue washes over you. You're not, you don't actually have fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, uh, my flavor. <laughs> Yeah, so fatigue washes over you, and in the lull between all of these frenetic things happening, I think the elevator ride takes even longer. It would have been easier if you could just keep moving, but being forced to stand still and catch your breath and do nothing but wait is a pain in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And you feel the walls closing in on you and that tightness in your chest, and how do you push it away? I think just grit. She's had a day and her job's not done yet. She's it's professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) The door dings open and leads you out into another busy, busy hallway where regulators are moving back and forth. And somebody does pause, you know, when they pass you and say, oh, my God, are you does she need help? Mm, Nope. 
Do you need help carrying anything? I would love a hand with these guns. Sure. Where are you going? Proctor's office. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's a big fucking gun. It's a big fucking gun. I've never even seen this before. And you probably won't again. Because oh, it shouldn't be here. Yeah. It is a an Ori man with light blue hair and eyes. Sort of a ruddy complexion. Some freckles. Some freckles, yeah. Some freckles. And he comes over and uh, clumsily scoops the, the slings off of your shoulder. Please be careful with those. They're not loaded, but I'm just super nervous right now. Oh, yeah, I, I got you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then he, I think he takes the liberty of walking ahead of you and sort of just waving people off, trying to clear a path to the proctor's office. That's yeah. nice. Yep, she has had Nima's helmet back on this whole time Okay. to sure. not cause a fuss. Okay. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> sure. So you uh, you get to the door, and I guess uh, he knocks on the door for you, and there's a pause, and then you hear the enter, and he opens the door and steps inside ahead of you and says, um, Delegate Proctor, uh, I'm here with, uh, well, I, I'm escorting someone with these things. What? What? Who are you again? Sedaris. Yeah, uh, Rick, uh, and he pauses and looks down. He read Regulator Sedaris. Yep. She gives him a little a little nod and a wink and yep. just heads on in in front of him. And he uh holds the guns up and I guess stands there holding one in each hand for a second before slowly putting them down <laughs> by the door and then straightening back up and it's like slow like he's waiting for somebody to correct him or tell him where to put it and then he just she gives him a, a thumbs up with her one free hand. <laughs> and then he heads back out the way he came. And closes the door behind him. Goodbye, freckled mystery man. Uh, his name's... Hold on. Max Blast. I was gonna say Grips Gusher. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the same place, though. That's good. Well, my head went to Tug Speedman. Tug Speedman is such a good goddamn such name. A, a good fucking terrible uh, name. It's a good action star sure, name, though. Tug, Tug Speedman. Speedman. So, uh, you are in the Proctor's office. Reitz and Rasmus are both here, standing over her desk, talking to one another. Mm-hmm. Then there's a l- large piece of paper on her desk. But hmm. They both look up as you enter. Uh, I think it's Rasmus who speaks first and says, Well, welcome back. Thank you. Got it done in no time at all. How much do you guys know about Regulator Nima? Uh, Rasmus turns to Reitz and shrugs at her. And Reitz says, A bit? Why? I see you're carrying someone there. I suppose that's not an idle question. No, it's not. She appears to be a bit of a turncoat and was trying to kill Lepaco and I as we went to turn on the fans with these guns, ballistic guns. And I think she flops Nima unceremoniously on the floor, takes off her helmet. Limp fish just rolls on the floor. She's alive. Barely. Ah. Yes, I know there's protocol for those guns, but I wanted to bring it up here as a complete package. I understand, yes. Rasmus is, you know, she walks forward slowly, and Reitz comes around the other side of the desk, so they both come over to join you. And Reitz says, turncoat. So is this, uh, is this the handiwork we saw upstairs? Yes. Bitch. I think she just... Scuff kicks the corpse. Not not the corpse. She's not dead. Right. But yeah, I, th- I think she kicks it like a, a purposefully glancing blow to just jostle it. Mm-hmm. And then cracks her neck. So I don't know how you want to proceed, mm. but I know I've got some questions. Well, we need to find out what she knows. Mm-hmm. And then uh, turns to Rasmus and says, well, how are you feeling, delegate? Spry in your old age? 
Athena's like looking over with a wide eye. I think Rasmus just rolls her eyes and runs her tongue across her teeth and bares her fangs just a little bit while looking down at Nima. Well, um, this is one of yours, but I'm happy to sit in. I think Athena drags over one of the chairs and kind of flops Nima onto it. So when she wakes up, she's handcuffed to something. Sure. Okay. And then, uh... She's been unconscious for a long time. Probably not good for her. I don't terribly care about that, though. She shrugs. So you put her there, and I think uh, Reitz turns back to you, and she says, You said she attacked you and Regulator Lopaco. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to question her before... <laughs> no, she's been unconscious the entire time. Since I, you know, she scratches her neck. Well, let's see what she has to say. I suppose we need to wait for her to wake up. Could Athena send a little bit of electricity through her? I like that idea. I think that's fun. Non-lethally. Yeah, non-lethally. <laughs> sure, you know what? Go ahead and make me um, make me an arcane skill roll. So your essence die. Just make me an essence roll. Five. Yeah, I think you do that. I think she just kind of leans over and daintily places one circling finger on her shoulder. Just gives her a bit of a zap. You see the electricity run through the body and it arches up for a bit. And just for a moment before collapsing back down. And there's a a moment where she goes, and just a, and takes a deep gasping breath as she wakes up, which is immediately followed by a number of groans and cries as she feels all of these different wounds across her body. I think Athena lightly slaps her on the cheek once and twice and says, Oh, good morning, sleepyhead. How was your nap? So you do that, uh, you slap her awake, and I think up to this point her eyes have been closed, and she grits her teeth and opens her eyes staring up at you, and... I think she looks pleased as punch, looking down at her with her arms crossed a little bit, and maybe like, what What am I doing here? Like, I got a finger on a cheekbone, a thumb on the my chin, just sure. looking down. And she looks up at you and sees you standing there very nonchalantly, and then looks over and sees Reitz and Rasmus. I imagine they're behind her, like, either shoulder... <laughs> Like angry parents. Yeah. And they just, and she says, shit. Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpg4youandme.com where we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. Neon Heat features the music of the very talented Crockett, who you can find at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at Crockett80s. We're on Twitter at rpg for you and me, and Allie is at UCTheHat, where she posts art from the show. Allie also runs a side campaign for me that's available to our Patreon members, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier to make a quality episode every week for you. If you like the show, the best way to support us is to leave a five-star rating and review, but even more importantly, tell a friend about us. If you're looking for more Savage Worlds content, please check out Sounds Like Crows. It's an actual play Deadlands Reloaded podcast about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West. 
the cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. The game marshal Caleb Sunstead is extremely talented and dedicated. With all that out of the way, thank you again for listening. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so it means the world that you spent a little bit of your day with us. See you next week.